Hi, my name is Jean Russell, and I'm a clinical counselor at Counseling Services. Thank you for these student question submissions to our department, and I have three of them. The first question I have is, in this ever-changing environment, how can I be confident in my body? Now, this is a very good question. And to start, I often ask people what their relationship is with social media and really kind of reflect and consider if it's playing any negative role. So are you feeling down after you see certain posts? It's okay to filter and unfollow accounts that may make you feel bad about your body. Also make room to follow accounts that have more body positivity messaging. And really try to take time away from your screen every day. This is very important to create some space there. Second, I would challenge you to observe and understand your belief system about your body. Because it's not your body per se, it's your mindset about it. So once you have an understanding about your core beliefs that may fuel your negative body image, you can then work toward more acceptance and positivity. Third, reflect on your social circle and your own intrinsic value system. Are you surrounded by others who are look-obsessed or often making body-shaming comments? What are your values? Can you also base your self-confidence on your internal qualities, not just how you look? Lastly, a strong mind-body connection is related to feeling more confident. So consider engaging in lifestyle changes that foster this healthy balance, like good nutrition, physical exercise, and contemplative practices such as yoga or meditation. And finally, be grateful, because your body is your vehicle that gets you around every day, right? So treat it well. Okay, my second question here is, I am always on the move, and sometimes my best and affordable option is fast food. How can I eat healthier on the fast-paced days? Now again, this is another great question and so relevant for all of us, right? So when you are really busy, a little planning and a pause goes a long way. So the night before a particularly hectic day ahead, think about your plans for eating as you would assignments do or other tasks. I always start with don't restrict too much to be healthy. That's very important. The most important factor is to be selective in our choices. What foods will give me good energy and what foods will make me tired? I would recommend choosing good sources of protein and also fruits and vegetables. Also hydrate, hydrate, hydrate throughout your busy day. And every fast food chain has been compelled to create healthier menu selections. Review the options. So if you're at Starbucks or Dunkin Donuts first thing, Consider an egg and cheese wrap, definitely hold the bacon, or yogurt, oatmeal with fruit. Instead of maybe a quick sub at lunch, consider a salad with chicken on it instead. I often find packing something like a whole apple can really give you a burst of energy as a snack given the natural sugars, so throw that in your bag along with your water bottle. And also, at JWU, keep in mind our community of nutrition, culinary, and health science students. Tap into their knowledge and use them as a resource if you're friends or if you know some as peers. I think most would be very excited to help as they are developing their own knowledge and skills. And so my third question here is, lately I've been feeling more insecure about myself and started cutting. How can I better cope with my insecurity and love myself more? Now, this is a, a good question, a very vulnerable question, so thank you for submitting this. I think recognition is the first step. 
realizing that you're in a tough spot and, and trying not to attach a lot of judgment there. Because cutting is what we call a maladaptive coping mechanism, and you're literally and figuratively in pain. You can start by trying other things to cope before you resort to cutting. And what this might look like really varies from person to person. So for some, it may be getting outside, exercising, listening to really loud music. For others, it could be massaging pressure points in your head or your face. Writing in a journal or holding ice cubes can sometimes help. Also, adopting a mindset that you want to respect your body and not hurt or scar it. The key factor here is when to know that you need to really dial in a friend, a family member, or a professional counselor. Because if you find you're engaging in cutting and having trouble stopping, and you're doing it more frequently, and you're afraid to tell a friend or a family member, I would really recommend giving us a call. There are also great self-help nonprofit organizations like To Write Love on Your Arms that offer support for behavior like self-injury. And the really good news here is that with the right support and help, this behavior can be easily changed. So again, thanks so much for these questions. I really appreciated them. My name is Leslie Roy, and I'm a clinical counselor in counseling services. My first student question is, how can you differentiate between thinking you're just being a burden on those you surround yourself with from actually overstepping boundaries or relying too heavily on them? I hear this a lot, where someone is concerned that they are a burden on their friends. I usually want to know why this is coming up for someone. Have their friends said something, or are they just making assumptions? The majority of the time, I find that the individual with this concern is assuming that they are being a burden or relying on friends too much, and that no one has actually told them that. So first, I like to check the facts. If no one's actually said or done anything to make someone think they're a burden, then I like to explore what's bringing this up. I love talking about boundaries. Boundaries are what help to keep us emotionally safe. It's up to us to let people know when they're bumping up against our boundaries. So we can expect others to do the same. Granted, not everyone is great at communicating when people are crossing lines for them, but it's up to us to pay attention to verbal and nonverbal communication. The part about relying too heavily on others is something that we have to check in with ourselves on. I would want to know what makes someone feel like this is the case. Something to reflect on is to think about what you're looking for in terms of feedback from your friends. For instance, some people have a difficult time making decisions and rely on others to do that for them. In this case, it may be helpful to build skills around decision-making so that you know how to get feedback from friends, but ultimately, you're confidently making decisions on your own. So think about what you're looking from, for from your friends when you feel like you're relying on them too much, and think about if there's ways in which you would like to feel more independent. Deciding to be more independent is a great goal that can be worked on in counseling. My second student question is, it seems my friends are ignoring me and I feel alone. While I agree that they're busy, I feel it's on purpose and there's something wrong with me. Is there something wrong with me? This question sounds like it's about feeling disconnected and isolated despite having some people who are considered friends. It's good that they can acknowledge that there could be other reasons such as being busy that could be interfering with availability 
but there's also a sense that friends are intentionally avoiding. One way to approach this is to find a time to have a conversation with friends individually and tell them how you're feeling. It's helpful to stick to explaining your feelings and awaiting a response rather than asking questions like, are you mad at me or are you avoiding me? When someone asks if there's something wrong with me, I like to ask them if they think something is wrong with them and if, and if so, what? The reality is that it can be helpful to step back and take a look at relationships and friendships and examine what we bring to those relationships. Sometimes there are things that we can do differently, like change certain behaviors or be more direct with people. No matter what we do, it should always be in service of feeling better about ourselves and our relationships and not about pleasing others so that they will like us. My last student question is, how can I forgive myself when I've done something wrong? I like this question because it's about how can I forgive myself? Far too often, people get caught in the trap of trying to get others to forgive them when forgiveness is really an internal process. We are human and we all make mistakes. When we feel guilt, that is the emotion that tells us that we've done something contrary to our beliefs and values. If there is some action that we think that we can take to make amends, then we can decide to do that or not. Otherwise, I think it's helpful to practice self-compassion, where we practice being gentle and kind with ourselves. We're all doing the best that we can most of the time, and sometimes that may fall short. When we make mistakes, then we're presented with opportunities to learn and decide to do something different if faced with a similar scenario in the future. Thank you so much to our counselors here at Johnson & Wales Providence Campus. We just want to thank you and tell you how much we appreciate doing this show. If you're a student and if you have any questions for the counselors and would like to hear more, go to our Instagram page, Radio JWU, and you can send us some questions that you would like to be answered. Thank you so much, and we hope that you have a good day, guys. Bye-bye.